This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Stefan Ciencio. Stefan gave up his stable 9-to-5 job in order to pursue his childhood dream of being an online entrepreneur. He is now the co-owner of several businesses and the president and CEO of the Master Growth Marketing Agency. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Sure. So uh, I started off like I think a lot of people do in the United States, which is I went down the road of, you know, getting towards the end of high school, talking to guidance counselors about going to college, trying to pick a career path and all of that stuff. And I basically went to University of Connecticut, studied mechanical engineering. Uh, got my degree in that. And then I basically got into the workforce around age 22. I started working full time as a mechanical engineer. And I did that for about three to four years. It didn't take long for me to kind of feel very unfulfilled in that and saying, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to be doing this till I'm about 65 or 70 years old. Like there was no way. And um, I just kind of always felt like I, I knew something had to change. And um, essentially I around age 24 to 25 i had been working for about two to three two to three years at that point full time and um a, a co-worker of mine was telling me about someone he knew that was selling things on ebay and making money doing it and because i actually always had an entrepreneurial spirit that sounded interesting to me because i was living in a town in connecticut i didn't have um a lot to do there outside of work. It was not a, a fun place to be. And, uh, you know, I needed some sort of hobby. So I figured if I can make money doing a hobby, I might as well do that. So I actually started going to thrift shops, garage sales, all of those things and making money flipping products uh, on the internet. And I said to myself, this is pretty cool. I wasn't making life changing money, but I was making money to the point where it was worth doing. I enjoyed doing it. It gave me some sort of hobby that I actually enjoyed and it was paying me. And I remember one day I was actually watching some YouTube videos of people that did this similar things online. And there was a YouTube video, which was of someone who was making money publishing Kindle eBooks. Now that really appealed to me because if you can make money doing something digitally without having to ship stuff at this point, I was, I had so many like boxes in my apartment. I was going on lunch breaks from my day job to go like, you know, ship stuff to people who had bought for me off of eBay, like, you know, to the post office every day. And I was like, oh, this is such a pain in the butt. I had all this junk in my apartment for the stuff that I didn't sell. And I just realized if I can sell stuff digitally, it's like you make the product once and then you could keep selling it over and over again. And that really, really appealed to me. So I started going the digital route. I started doing Kindle publishing. And again, I was not making life-changing money, but I was making money to the point where it was proof of concept. So uh, from there, I started seeing all these other things that people were doing. One of the things that the guy who was publishing Kindle books was also doing is he was teaching people how to do it. And I kind of saw that being able to educate people uh, is like on doing something. There's probably so much money in that. And I was like, okay, 
It was like, if I actually got good at something, I can definitely release some sort of course or program to actually help people do the same thing. And there's probably a lot of money in that. So essentially my business kind of evolved. I kept doing Kindle. I eventually got into blogging. I discovered affiliate marketing, uh, all of those different things. And um, one of the things that I started getting really, really good at was driving traffic. And one of the places that I got really, really good at driving it from was Pinterest. And um, more or less, my business kind of evolved. And it has many different uh, pieces to it, as you mentioned in the beginning of this intro. Um, but essentially, it evolved into a few different ways. Um, one of those ways currently is that I, um, I teach people how to use Pinterest to uh, ex expand their business organically. And it's an extremely powerful platform. So not only do I use Pinterest to attract new people to my businesses, but I also teach people how to uh, grow their business with Pinterest as well. And outside of that, I also have an agency, as you mentioned, where we also help people grow their business with Pinterest because a lot of people were coming to me saying, it's nice that you have this course, but I'm busy running my business. I don't have time to spend 40 hours a week or 20, even 10 hours a week learning Pinterest and implementing it. You know, I need, I need someone to do this for me. So that's when the agency was born. And outside of that, over the years, I've been involved in a few different products, actually a bunch of product launches, which included um, software. So right now I've got a couple of software as a service programs and one of them, uh, Webinar Kit, is going extremely well. Um, so my focus right now is kind of the different software programs and growing those to help other business owners, uh, my course and agency. And um, yeah, that's pretty much why I'm at. Nice. So how, how have you seen kind of... Um engagement and interaction during this whole COVID global lockdown scenario in terms of Pinterest traffic and um, in terms of conversion, in terms of engagement, how has that kind of changed? Right. Uh, well, overall business is up. Um, a lot of people because of this uh, pandemic have kind of moved online, or I think a lot of people realize that day jobs are not nearly as stable as they may have thought, or maybe as they may have used to be. I think a lot of people are also working from home now. So you basically just have a lot of people that are home. So shopping has gone way up online. Uh, traffic has gone way up online, especially during the height of the, uh, the summer, you know, things were really, really high. Um, so uh, for me, business was great. I mean, having an online business kind of makes you like recession proof, it makes you, if you, you know, you're just kind of already playing in the thing that during something like this that happens, um, it's the only thing that's still kind of moving on all cylinders. So, you know, it, I guess in that way, I was kind of ahead of the curve there. But um, uh, so in terms of like engagement, the traffic, all of that, everything's up, especially in my industry, which is helping, you know, business owners and aspiring business owners, that industry has obviously boomed for the reasons I mentioned. So, um, it's been kind of interesting, you know, I mean, a lot of the people who were never thinking about this because they had a really great day job or a lot of people are now, you know, rethinking things and they want to be a little bit more prepared, I guess, if something like this could happen again. So, yeah, I agree. I think uh, a lot of companies moved their traditional ad spend online. So especially things that they've had like uh, billboards or, you know, booths or different, you know, event, live event conference sponsorships, you know, some of those moved virtual, some of those refunded. So it's like, basically, I mean, the main goal is to go where your target audience spends majority of their time. And in digital, it's where they're spending more time online. So 
to me, it really doesn't matter. I mean, if that's TikTok now, then that's TikTok, regardless how people feel about TikTok, because I mean, the conversions and traffic and engagement speak louder than, you know, a feeling about, you know, this, this may be a younger skewed platform, or it may not be for my business. If there's data on it, backing it up, it's, you know, present the right uh, traffic and then present the right message and view of your business brand or product to, you know, hopefully get them to convert or at least put a seed of, you know, wanting to learn more in terms of doing an organic search or looking on other social media platforms or other assets to then finally make a decision. Sure. Yeah, it makes sense. So, so what motivates you to succeed? Obviously those motivations may have changed over time, but what currently motivates you to succeed? It's a good question. Um, I think I'll give you a little bit of history. Like in the beginning, it was really just a, I can't be in this cubicle until I'm 70 years old. I just, I didn't see myself doing that kind of work. I didn't see myself being the guy that was so excited for Saturday. And then by Sunday, I was dreading the week. That wasn't going to be me. Uh, I saw my coworkers who are much older than me in such a miserable position, the way they talked, the way they felt, they approached life, uh, you know, just accepting the status quo. I, I it, it makes me itch in my skin just thinking about it. And there's times in my entrepreneurial journey where I have those days where I say to myself, it would be so nice to be able to clock out. It would be so nice to know that like at 5 p.m. I'm done until the next day. And like, you know, the bigger problems, the, the big problems are somebody else's problem. They're not mine. And then I think about it and I'm like, nope. You know, after like a very short time, I'm like, I, you know what? I'm not, I, I can't like, there's like something gets like, motivated inside of me to say, I think about where I was and how miserable I was. And I'm like, there's no way I'm ever going back to that. And that actually drives me a little bit further. So I think, I think like that has been a big motivator for me. The other side of it, I think was just kind of wanting to prove to myself that I could do my own thing that, um, you know, that it was possible. And I think that has kind of been achieved. So that's not so much what I focus on now, I think at this point, I, I am established in my business, I am doing well. And I, I know that I have the skills that will, you know, keep me from ever having to go to a nine to five for until I, I'm gone from this earth. So I'm not really worried about that so much anymore. I think my motivation now is kind of learning new uh, investment strategies to kind of take the money that I am making from my business, and not only grow my business, but like, you know, diversify and like make smarter investments. So I'm kind of now at that stage where I'm not really so much in the startup hustle um, stage anymore. It's more like, okay, my business is already doing well. How can I, how can I take this business, make it more automated, make it more profitable? And then how can I diversify my, the money that I am making into investments? So that's kind of the mindset shift that I'm at now about, I left my day job in 2015. So I'm about five years in doing this full time. Um, and I think that's the the point in my career at this point is where I'm like, all right, the, the, the getting established thing is is pretty much there. Now it's time to, what's the next step? That's kind of where I'm at. That's what's motivating me. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I'm not knocking people that, you know, stay in a career for, you know, 30, 40 years or with one company. I think it was a traditional mindset. And uh, I mean, I'm a millennial, so an older millennial, I'm, I'm 36. So you know, generations before that was one of those things where you go to college, you get a job, you stay with that one company for, you know, X amount of time and you move up and then you get your gold watch and then you retire. But it, I don't know if it's a generational mind mindset shift as well. I mean, at least for me, it happened when I turned 29 to 30, like, you know, there was something more, but 
me more so switched over to a kind of a legacy mindset. So, you know, seeing other people starting their own companies, going freelance in the digital industry. And then in 2012, starting my own agency because, I mean, I was self-taught. I can see that, you know, I have the kind of pedigree in terms of results because even interviewing people the last few years, I mean, there's a lot of people that come out of college with digital degrees, but it's one of those things I value learning on the job a lot more because things are so ever-changing. Those textbooks may not be accounting for the, you know, weekly, monthly, quarterly updates, algorithm updates, you know, feature updates to any platform or digital as a whole. Right. Yeah, it makes total sense. Sounds like we had similar kind of mindsets there. Yeah. I mean, I got into digital out of necessity. I thought I was going into um, criminal justice. I had an interview uh, internship with the Secret Service with the top secret federal clearance. And then basically in 2007, 2008, when I graduated school, the economy tanked. So, you know, there's no hiring in terms of state, local, federal agencies. So I got an opportunity and pivoted into digital marketing and basically ran with it ever since. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm guessing you love it if you're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And it's one of those things where it's like ever changing. And that that ever changingness is what kind of keeps me on my toes. Because if I was doing something that may, may have been like monotonous and the same thing year after year without any changes, I mean, it forces me to think. I mean, I use a lot of psychology and really figuring out what makes people tick or act. That's one of like the the most interesting parts of it, obviously, there's some boring parts of digital or some parts of digital that, you know, a person may not enjoy. But that's kind of one of those things that, you know, I'm passionate about. And it's ever growing, ever changing. I mean, new platforms, new techniques, new strategies, you know, are people come up with them daily, monthly, yearly. And it's one of those things where you have clients and you have websites and you have accounts. And if you're testing, you can really revolutionize kind of the industry or, you know, what you're actually doing for your clients. Right, right. Definitely. It's definitely the way to go. I mean, the way things are going now, especially. So, Yeah, I agree. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? It's a good question. Um, I think one thing I can definitely point to was um, I think in the beginning, I definitely had more of like, um, let's say an immature, like probably like to an extent, like, um, I probably wanted to grow a business, not entirely for all the right reasons. Like, you know, I, I cared a lot about what other people thought. I care a lot about trying to impress others, like show them that like I could do it. And I think there was a shift in the past couple of years where it became more about, you know, this is for me, this is, this is what I'm doing. Like, I don't care so much what other people think at this point, you know, I just want to grow this for me. And I think like not really caring so much about what other people think. Cause I definitely had that in the beginning, especially with all the naysayers, you know, you have all these people when you try to change the status quo, it's like, I'm sure you've heard that thing about crabs in a bucket. Like one crab tries to leave the bucket. The other one, the other ones always pull him down. Um, it's like a little bit like that when you're in a day job and like everyone around you, especially engineers who can be very cocky are telling you that, you know, this isn't going to work or, you know, you should stick to what, what you're already doing and you want to kind of go a different way. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people 
are critics, not only for what they think you're doing, but also to themselves, you know? So a lot of it, I think, is a defense mechanism too. But it took me some time to, I think, realize that it's not so much about what other people think and just focus on growing your business. The success speaks for itself. Other people will see what you're doing. Just focus on doing it. Don't worry so much about what other people think. So I think that was a maturity thing. Um, so I think that that is a strength of mine now is like, I really don't care what anyone thinks anymore. I just go do it and I know it's possible and I just go do what I want to do. So, yeah, I think fear in, in any sense is a driver and it can cripple you. It's depending how you use it. So one of those things I'm sure you had kind of, um, second guessing yourself about starting something, possibly, uh, jumping from, a stable nine to five or you getting a paycheck to then you being responsible to get that paycheck and that paycheck may vary month to month, you know, or, you know, businesses can go up or down in terms of, you know, revenue quarterly, yearly. So I think it's what you kind of do with that fear. And, and if it's like anything new, you're, you're a creature of habit in terms of a human being. So you have self-preservation. So you're always going to have those second guesses and, and doubts saying, you know, is this the right decision? You know, you may lose your apartment or house if you can't pay this. And it's one of those things when you get over that hurdle or that kind of hump, usually if you are, are capable and you actually put in the work, there's better things on the other side of that fear. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think also not being attached to an outcome goes a long way too. And I notice when I don't, when I'm not attached to an outcome, I actually usually do better. You know, like when I'm attached to like what's going to end up happening, I, I like, I get really stressed out. But like when I'm actually like focused on just putting in the work, generally it works itself out. Generally it's like, if I do it, what I know I should be doing, the rest kind of follows. So yeah, I had someone on the show basically said everything in life is a lesson or a blessing. So, you know, if it doesn't go your way, you learn something from it. If something fails in your business, what can you do? Do you pivot? Can you improve that? Can you change that? Have everything a learning experience, whether it's positive or negative. And then obviously you don't kind of carry that resentment or baggage forward. It's you use it and you harness it, you take something from it and then, you know, apply it to the, you know, bigger hurdles or problems you may have to deal with in the future. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, so what's one piece of advice you may have for the audience, personal or professional? Personal. I'll give you one of each. <laughs> uh, well, I guess they kind of tie into each other. I think personal for the audience would be if you're unfulfilled in what you're doing, you have options to change it, despite what society may have told you, despite what your guidance counselors, your parents or colleges may have told you, you have options to change your position right now. You absolutely can. Um, I think and this, this is something that a lot of people look at me like I have 10 eyes when I say it. Um, I would not go to college having known what I know now. I have a degree, but you know, I would have skipped those four years and who knows where I would have been today if I had put those four years into my business and I had known what I know now. So, you know, you have options, um, whether you did go to college or not. If you're unfulfilled, go out there and start learning. There's a lot of opportunities out there. Um, so that kind of feeds into business. If you, if you already are a little bit further than that and you know that you want to start some sort of business or side hustle, now's the time, uh, especially with what we were talking about earlier with all of the traffic out there. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity out there to grow a business, um, and, uh, you know, people are, now's the time to do it. So many people are online, where regardless of your industry. Um, so I think that's kind of my advice is just, you know, if, you, if you're kind of, if you've kind of been thinking about something, 
just go do it. And you don't need to stick to the societal narrative. You don't need to stick to the life script that has been provided to you as the, the only option that you have in life. So um, I guess that would be my advice. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't, I'm not like knocking college or university. There are certain things that you need to go to college for. I mean, some of the STEM things in terms of kind of getting that formal education and then moving to medical school or other avenues. But likewise for me, I think if I could go back, I would have four years to build my brand and really develop in a digital marketing landscape that was more like the wild west. So in in many ways, like success was a lot more achievable because you didn't have, you know, algorithms or penalties, not to say that I would be doing sketchy stuff or, you know, on, you know, things that, that would put client brands at risk. But I think to reach success, like the, the cap was a lot lower and you can do a lot more where now it's like, even with social. So, I mean, Facebook, organic reach 100% to everybody that you had in terms of your page or your personal account, then they rolled their ad platform and then organic reach was capped. And usually that's what happens eventually when, you know, a platform monetizes. So I think it's important to take advantage of situations that you're presented now and growth opportunities because they may not come around, you know, moving forward or in the future. Because if usually if you get into something early enough and you become an early adapter and an expert, you have you know, leverage and you have kind of a cushion in terms of other people that are jumping into it, you know, months, years after. Oh yeah. Forget about it. I mean, to, to your point that you mentioned earlier though, like especially 2010 ish when I was in school um, you know, I know people that made millions just from doing penny, you know, they build up uh, Facebook pages with penny likes and then they, you know, hundred percent reach, like you said, and they promote to, they'd be able to reach literally, thousands or tens of thousands of people for pennies on the dollar. And, you know, I know one guy who literally became a millionaire with building up penny likes on, uh, on uh, Facebook pages, uh, you know, and not only that, but email marketing back then, you know, you send an email, you'll get an 80% open rate and a 30% click rate. Now you're lucky to get one or 2%. So uh, to your point, I think it was an easier landscape. There was less competition. So you can get established uh, without having to kind of navigate as many minefields as you do today. Um, so I completely agree with that. And uh, I, I do, think, I think the same thing. I'm like, if I had started even just five to six years earlier, what a different landscape. But, you know, I guess the important thing to remember is it's still very, very possible today. And in a lot of ways, I think, I wouldn't say it's easier today, but I think there's like the, the benefit of today is I think like the market has expanded. There's a, like, there might be more competition, but I think, I think there's a lot more opportunity in terms of different, like, sub sections that you can go into that didn't really exist. And because the internet is more sophisticated today, it is easier to find a lot of these different people that you might want to market to. So I guess it's a give and take, you know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you said, uh, you know, marketing budgets and the amount spent on certain platforms or certain efforts definitely increase with that, uh, that buy-in basically and that value add over time. And I guess refining that kind of wild west mentality for, ad platforms and other kind of monetization in terms of, you know, paid social, paid search and other paid efforts. I think that that came out to, you know, benefit everybody. And I think if you are going to do something, if you have an idea and you have the opportunity, do it now instead of waiting X amount of years. Because the school example, I had no clue I would have been in digital marketing. I thought I was going to you first go to the Marine Corps and get an officer commission. 
I had a health thing that happened before I shipped out and almost died. So that didn't happen. Then I like I thought I was going the federal route. So I'd be in like uh, Secret Service, FBI, forensics, more of the science and investigation, CSI type stuff. You know, the e- economy, unfortunately, didn't cooperate. Now we have, you know, the global situation in terms of the pandemic and things that may follow in terms of economic slowdown. So I think there's always going to be something in terms of you overcoming And like you said, people are taking advantage of this time. If they were laid off, they're really pursuing the dream they may have had, building their brand, building a business. And I think the sooner you can start or get into something, the better. I mean, I started my podcast. It's going to be three years in a month and a half. I regret not starting it like five years prior because the landscape was so much, you know, smaller in each category. I mean, right now there's about... 1.8 million podcasts on Apple Podcasts, only a certain amount of those, a few hundred thousand are actually active. But if I got into it five years ago, I mean, my my episodes would have been uh, probably six or 700 episodes right now. And in terms of kind of the scaling of it, I think, like, like I said earlier, if you get into something earlier enough, you can become an authority and kind of like that OG of that industry where people come to you as like, I don't like the word guru, but like, yeah, the, the knowledge base and, and the veteran in that industry. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess the next best time to start is today, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything, it's tough. Well, right now, you people are experiencing uh, homeschooling and different things, kids at home, uncertainty. But I mean, you can always find an excuse, but then you can also find a reason to start now. Yeah, I totally agree. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, you can find me at my website, actiontakingblogger.com. Uh, also, you can just go to stephancnco.com as well. That's just my more, uh, I guess it's more of like a digital business card, but my full website is actiontakingblogger.com. You'll learn more about me there. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thanks for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.